This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Boom Rookies presented by ESPN Live from Las Vegas. My name is Matt Bungard and with me today, Grace Moore. Hello. I think Las Vegas has won. If you can hear my voice right now, Las Vegas is up, unfortunately, but... But I'm a great here, day. I'm here for the for the podcast. Anything for the Boom Rockies. <laughs> a great day, a great spectacle. Really? Because you you seemed pretty uh pretty upset yesterday. You didn't seem like you were having much fun off. about I'm halfway about, through the game. Yeah. Okay. Well, it was more about 55 minutes into the game. <laughs> but um, yeah, we'll we'll get onto that in a second. We'll talk about the games shortly. First of all, I want to talk about the experience as a whole. As someone who hasn't been to a footy game in a few years, given that you've been over here. Um, what were what were your impressions like of the crowd? Just how many people were there, and how many rugby league fans were there? Well, I guess I, I didn't really know what to expect, especially even talking to some of the some of the NRL people and some of the you know the nine people as well, the media guys. Like, I don't think anyone really knew how big it was going to be. And then I got to Vegas, and the the first place I go, I see like three bunnies jerseys. Kind of gave me a bit of PTSD mm. from being back in Sydney and seeing those. South Sydney flops running around. And sitting, you know? sitting in front of poker machines um, as well. Yeah, with no teeth. It, was, it did feel like I was at uh, South Leagues. Um, but then getting to the game, seeing, as we spoke about yesterday, every single jersey in, in the yep. competition was there, inclu- including South Queensland crushes. We saw Western we, Reds. Western Reds. We saw pretty much everything. and it, it was Gold Coast Seagulls, all, all the origin, the, both origin teams, all, Australia, all, New Zealand. All the greats. Yeah, all, the, all um, big ones. But the vibe was there. Yeah. And it felt, like, it felt like it was a big day. Like, I wouldn't say... It, kind of like even like a grand final day mm. like that vibe where it's like yeah my team's not playing but I'm here to kind of celebrate football yeah definitely I think I think that I think you nailed it there because yeah as you said we, we walked through the crowd we played a little game trying to count as many jerseys as we could we found all 17 between arriving to the stadium at about 4.30 and probably by 5.30 we'd say it was pretty quick it usually takes longer than that yeah Sharks were the 17th one if anyone was interested they were the last they were the last name of the bingo card but anyway yeah it was awesome to see everybody there I thought the crowd really got behind it I'm so, like they said that it was they, the number quoted for the attendance was about double that of what they slightly more than double what they said was the number of travelling Australians I am curious to see what that split truly is because I mean we spoke to a fair few people last night and bar like uh I think bar like a couple, most of the people we spoke to last night were Australians, whether they lived here or not. Yeah, so there's, I guess there's a lot of ring-ins like me who live over here now. I'm mm. like, oh, something Australian's happening. I'm going to come over. Uh, and then I think a majority of the Americans were probably people who had an Australian friend who was like, hey, come to this thing with me. Come and come. Yeah, see well, that was the boys is. that were with us, right? Yeah, there was, <laughs> there was like one or two guys that knew the game and then the other guys were their work colleagues and we spent half you well, you mostly spent half your time explaining to them the rules it was i thought we did a pretty good job of um using nfl terms to make it under, make they're all just like the running back it's yeah. a lateral pass yep all laterals all the time a try is a touchdown yeah etc yeah. etc americans yeah, yeah. aren't that smart but they got there eventually yeah but yeah i i thought it was a great spectacle um unfortunately for some uh South How good to... is seeing your team win in Vegas? <laughs> such a How good is yeah. seeing your team win in Vegas? That that's a feeling that I don't think I've experienced before. Maybe won't yeah, experience again. It's a once in a lifetime type of thing to see your team that you go for that you followed your whole life winning in Las Vegas. Like that was wild. Yeah, I'm really happy for you. <laughs> yeah, South looked fantastic for the first fifty or so minutes of that game. Latrell Mitchell came to play. Damian Cook I thought was fantastic, and then it just seemed like as was so often the case last year, they had this. 
little 10 minute stretch where error try error try error try in a space of like nothing and then all, you you looked up and manly were suddenly ahead by double figures yeah i i will say you know i know you like uh, some tea on this podcast little whispers that i heard was that the the manly team came in nice and early got all the vegas fun out of the way and then were locked in and maybe the rabbits you know in in enjoyed being in america and maybe that's what happened, you know, about 60 minutes in, all of a sudden the, the tide kind of changed. Um, but your boys look good the, the, the first, you know, two-thirds of the game. Yeah. You can take a lot of positives. Jack White out too, so, you know, you get him back. And then all of a sudden, I think you guys might have put it on him a little bit. But I think Manly looked really good. I, I agree. I mean, a, a great win for the team of the podcast, the Manly <laughs> Seagulls. This is starting off well for the team. Maybe this is – and Luke Brooks looking good too. I think that try you could see kind of – I think he felt that try. Yeah. You know? He felt the energy coming from from the Boom Rookies universe. I think so. He yeah. knew he knew that you guys are supporting him. He needed to do something big for all the all the all the Patreon subscribers yep, who were course. there. There was a lot. Yeah, we met a couple. Boston Panther was there. TB was there. Saw a few other people as well. But um, yeah, I, I thought Manly's backline was terrific. They they really made a point early on to spread the ball as much as possible. Like there was a lot of discussion before the game about the width of the field being slightly reduced from what it normally is and how that might make things a bit cozier, but they didn't seem to get the memo on that because they were spreading the ball early enough. And I think they, they did a shift on, I think, their first, like South kicked the ball away after their first set of the game and Manly immediately shifted down the left and made made a break and I think came within about a metre of scoring a try on the end of that first set and just gashed them out wide all night long, I thought. I thought that Garrick, Cooler, DCE, on DCE week, working his magic and, of course, Tommy Turbo, I thought they were all sensational. There's so bloody many turbos now. You know, I disappeared to America for a few years. Mm. All of a sudden, they found this long-lost brother. Where'd he come from? Half the team's bloody turbos. There's actually a fourth one. A f- there's a fourth one? But he doesn't play footy. Oh, really? Oh, what does he do? Is he an accountant or something? I, 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 maybe. I'll find out. But there <laughs> is the, I do need to know what the fourth turbo brother we, does. We'll find, Campo will definitely know. We'll find out. But yeah, I, I, I thought Tom especially was, was tremendous. And Manly's forwards stood up to the test. I think that that yardage battle wasn't really won by a convincing manner at on either side, I think it was pretty even. And as a result, Manly, Manly were just able to shift the ball a little bit better. They were able to get the ball out wide to their star players a little bit more effectively, which is odd because I thought that Luttrell was possibly South's best player. I thought he had a really good game and it didn't seem to matter. I think obviously no Campbell Graham, no Jack White and hurts them. But this is not, this is 2024. We're not, we're not, this is not the year we make excuses for Souths anymore. They, they still had plenty of cattle on that field to get that job done. And, you know, when you're up by two scores with 25 minutes to go, you should not end up losing by double digits yourself. So, I mean, again, I'm, I'm just super concerned about what's to come for this team. I'm super excited to see. <laughs> Hopefully, it continues. But can we on on Tommy Turbo? Let's drop let's drop a name because I love dropping names. Mm-hmm. Um, we we were up in the in the suite. Uh, we have some connections with uh, Zay Jones, yeah, Las Vegas Raiders wide receiver. He seemed pretty impressed at. You know, the, the long-range kicks and Tommy Turbo bringing the ball back, like, you know, these are basically punt returns. And it's how well he did it, and then we'd get up and keep playing. Like, it wasn't just like, you know, you did this big big run back, and then that's you done for 25 minutes. Like, yeah, it was we, just c- consistent. Like, obviously, we've seen all the content that the NRL's done with, like, NFL players reacting and stuff, but it was pretty, pretty funny to have an actual NFL player sitting next to us actually live reacting to, like, all the stuff that was happening. And I think at one point... He was like, I was like, mate, do you reckon you could give this sport a go? And he was like, man, I just don't know about the, the 
the amount of work they're doing. That was his thing. That was his main takeaway was the fact that they play both sides of the ball and that there's no, as you said, they don't have 25 minutes off for a rest after they, after they make but, a big but, play. But looking at him, I'm pretty sure, I'm if, sure he, he if he grew up, I asked him, I asked him, hey man, if you want to take a pay cut, I'm sure like any of these teams will have you. Didn't seem that interested in uh, in taking the slight pay cut to come down, you know, go and play for the Rabbits or something he, like that. He was a nice guy because obviously left the Raiders, plays for Jacksonville now. His eyes lit up when I mentioned Adam Gotsis as well because there is randomly an Aussie guy on the Jacksonville oh, really? Jaguars. Yeah, I yeah, think there's, there's a token Aussie almost on every but it's funny because he's like one of the two or three that isn't a punter. He's a he's a defensive lineman, so like an actual football player. Wow, yeah. Him and Maylada, like holding and, strong. And the, the guy from the guy from the Ravens, Daniel Falave, who's like kind of a backup lineman, who's the tallest guy in the NFL. How tall he's is he? Six foot ten, and he weighs one hundred eighty kilos. That's good for him. Yeah, a large lad. But um, yeah, Manly too good. I think maybe people have underestimated. I mean, look, I think whenever anyone talks about Manly's prospects for an upcoming season, it all comes with the caveat of if Tom Tavoyevich is healthy. So I don't know if last night massively changes my opinion on them just because of the fact that he played. He played the whole game and he looked great. And if he and and this has always been the case with Manly, right? Like if he stays on the field for the whole season, they can make some noise. Unless they maybe they need to get the fourth turbo, bring him out, <laughs> get make, him give, in there? give him a go. Yeah, maybe they use him for maybe they could source like ligaments and stuff from him when one of the other brothers I think that that's the best. And then Talk to the parents. Maybe get a fifth one going. I know they might be a bit older now, but I think we need some more turbos in the coming up for them. God, imagine like seventeen of them. That's dude. That's a full team. Rabs is so happy he retired. <laughs> um, on to the second game. Your beloved Sydney Roosters with I thought a really convincing win over the Broncos. Um, what were your takeaways from that? I was super nervous, mostly because I think the Broncos looked so good last year, mm. and obviously I think a lot of the boys coming and playing in Vegas, you could kind of see the excitement. Like, especially with some of the tries that they scored, like being able to score a try in an NFL stadium. Because I think a lot of NRL players really do look up to the NFL oh, and NFL players. That was kind of exciting. But I think the Roosters came out and then just straight away kind of just like put it on them. And I think I had an argument with some bloke in the suite about taking the two points. You did. <laughs> for an early penalty. Turns out it worked out. I was I was correct. Um, but, but he had a good point that the Roosters were putting so much pressure on the Broncos. They probably should have had more points going into mm. the half, to be honest. But yeah. they came out and, and they won, and I'm not going to complain because my team got a win in Vegas, which is such an incredible feeling. Like I, I could gamble this weekend and win, and I don't think it would feel that good. Do you know? Oh, you, you wouldn't know what that feels like. Sorry, brother. I think we had a pretty good day south side. I think the whole the whole day from start to finish was was pretty great. But yeah, Roost, Roosters looked looked like a team that if again if they can just keep it all together, um, they could make. Some, I thought Victor Radley was sensational, as always. Like he just has that that vibe where he's going to turn up and play footy no matter what. Mm. He put that really good hit on, but then South scored straight after, kind of took a bit of the, the fire out. And I thought I think Teddy, because, you know, there was some flop in the suite, same bloke talking about Teddy and he's done and all that. Then Teddy's flying around, catching our own dropouts. He's flying all over the place. Like, I think he had a great game. Yeah, he was awesome as well, Manu. Like, all, all, the, guy, all the guys turned up for the Roosters. I think that... Um, yeah, yeah, they, they can be very proud of their performance. I will say that, I mean, of course, the only... Thing that's marring this is the Spencer Lenu Ezra Miam incident, which we're not really going to go into. But if everyone's not seen the story, there's a, a now a claim in front of the match review committee that uh, Spencer Lenu levelled a racial slur at Ezra Miam. So not great. That's not great. Not great. But I think they handled it really well in the sense that you know Adam G just kind of said, "Look, I haven't heard it. That's totally not on. You know, super disrespectful. We're going to put on a report and we're going to deal with it later." Which I think is kind of the best way to do it. But you could see there was a bit of fire. Uh, in between the boys and I think there was a bit of back and forth maybe it went too far I'm not mm. too sure I don't think I've heard anything so we'll kind of leave that to the match review yeah, committee absolutely. but I don't want it to other I, than that though it's a frustration sometimes though. obviously it's a horrible situation but we have this incredible 
weekend in Vegas, 40,000 people there. This is like NRL in America finally. And like, unfortunately, there's, as always, we thought it was going to be the boys on the drink. Yep. So, but there's always a story that kind of mars like, hey, this incredible thing. I, I'd like to, you know, as much as we can also focus on, hey, this incredible thing just happened. You know, 40,000 people yeah. for the NRL. Um, it sucks that something kind of happened on the field that takes away from that. Yeah, but yeah, Rooster's very good. Terrell May, again, really good off the bench. A guy that's really come on in leaps and bounds for them in the last, the back half of last year and now in, in round one this year. So you, you, you've got to feel good about the Roosters' prospects now going forward. Very much so, because I think the Roosters were always a slow starting team. You know, the last mm. few years, we, ha- we have the best team on paper, but then it takes us, last year was what, 10, 12 weeks yeah, where they, they started I mean, they, they, only, they, only, they only got into the eight, I think, right at the end of the year. And it's like, yeah. it's like, hey, come on, guys, can we just do this from the start? And I think they did that. And then watching a lot of, I don't know if people have seen like their YouTube content, a lot of the teams for Vegas put up some great little mini doc, almost UFC style stuff. Mm. Roosters look like they were super locked in and uh, for them to come out round one and do that, that's a, a great sign hopefully for the rest of the year. Yeah, I think for sure, mate. And now they, I think the NRL's done it pretty smartly with the schedule. All the Magic Round teams, sorry, Magic Round, all the Vegas Round teams now go on and play each other in the next two weeks. So you get Manly next week and then South the week oh. after. So everyone gets the same. Round three. Don't know if I can fly back to Sydney for it, but... Uh if you can I'll, work, if you can, I've worked out that dangle it. The, the Fox Sports guy told me how I can watch the NRL now. Yeah, so that now was, I can actually was, watch it. That worked out well. That was funny. He's literally got the head of Fox showing you the Watch NRL app on his phone, like scrolling yeah, through so all the features. You know, he uses that's it. A, that's that, that's a guy that's committed to. The, that's a company man. And he sold it. He sold one, and that's it. that's why he's so rich because he's he's selling the idiots like me who still don't know how to watch it in in, in America. Yeah, but uh, but that we should mention that quickly. I mean, the UFC that knockout we saw from Stevie Urchek, unbelievable fire, and it's great to have like. It was so funny how quiet it is in the Apex Center. Because yep. if people who don't, don't know, the yeah. UFC has certain... They have like a obligation to show X many cards a year on TV. And so sometimes if the card they don't think is going to be particularly good, it'll be at their Apex Center, where, which is their like training ground here in Vegas with it like a relative... Like there's probably like, there's probably what, 100 people in there? Maybe about that. So it was very, it's a very quiet atmosphere. But Great card though. So. When the Aussies come out, all of a sudden you hear the Aussies in the crowd jumping up. And you... I think you got to tell you your listeners tell. You who can. who we saw because I think you told everyone in Vegas so excited, last night mate. at some stage. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So at one point, one of the fighters is leaving. And he gets a photo with a guy sitting in the media tribute in front of us, and you're like, "Is that Tom Hardy?" I'm like, "Oh, yeah, it is Tom Hardy." And then we, yeah, we got a photo with very him. unassuming man, a very considering un- like, his honestly, stature. Yeah, a lot like a lot smaller man than I would have thought. Just from oh, watching Tom, if you're listening, I know you are on the Patreon. Just letting you know, Matt said that because he's a bit of a tough bloke. I don't know if I want to take on oh, Tom definitely, Hardy. No, God, no. I just, just like. But, you know, you see, you see him bit of an Batman everyday man. Bane. Yeah, 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 that's what I mean. Um, but then, yeah, we got that amazing knockout. And it is funny. You can kind of tell when people are Australian because, like, we're just louder and brasher at sporting events. And like, also finding the, is it, our will, as they call him, the, the, the BMX oh, yeah, rider uh, right uh, in front uh, of us. Our willy. Yeah, we didn't we we didn't know who he was. It's not at the our time. world, but then one of your mates messaged and said, "Oh, the best BMX rider in the world sitting in front of you as well." And I was like, when I saw the Monster Energy hat backwards and the nitro, I was like, hat, like "Yeah, oh, dude, this makes this sense." Makes I've sense. seen I've seen a lot of you like on a night out at Oatly Pub or something. There's usually <laughs> there's usually one BMX bloke who's hanging around. Yeah, but that was fine. I do love that, like, because we're hooting and hollering, and like the Americans kind of just didn't know what to do. They're all kind of just like, "Oh, I think they're upset because we were smashing their boys." It was us, the Aussies and the Dagestanis with the big winners and the on the night, I think, and they're on the Surinamese, Biggie though. boy. Biggie boy, uh, Rosenstruck, what a, what a, putting it on him and then getting him to, to like basically give up. And we were part, we were part of it. I think yeah, we were part was, of the, so the group. Suriname, the flag is red and green. I had my South jersey on, Grayson had his Roosters jersey on. So like we were sitting with like, I think it was like his family or something. Right? Yeah. And so like they're waving the flags and stuff and they're like, oh, you got a Suriname jersey on. I'm like, yeah, sure. 
and we're just cheering for Big. And I think that's the, that's the Aussie in us. It doesn't matter. Like, we don't have a horse in the race, but we'll, we'll jump in and but cheer if, for who. You... But if a large lad's going to come out and his mates are going to chant "Biggie Boy," we're all in. Yeah, it did it remind you of high school a little bit. Was that okay? Oh, all right, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we don't want to go back. That bit of PTSD. <laughs> Such a freak. Um, but overall, I'd say that um, the main takeaway that I got from a lot of people about the week in general is that more people are going to come next year. Oh, so many people would have looked at the fun that was being had and gone, oh, I really wish I did that. And, you know, the flight to Vegas or this type of year isn't too bad. You know, you're not going to East Coast or anything. So I think if they mm. do this again, I think they would say this is a huge well, success. They've got the five-year deal. So uh, they're locked in until 2028 or whatever it is. I think you get a bigger audience. And, and I think you do start seeing that American audience coming in as well where they, oh, I heard this was really good last year. Yeah, maybe. And then hopefully, you know, if you're traveling maybe you can get 45, 50,000 next year. Yeah, uh, that'd, that'd be amazing. I, I, do, I do say I, I do say that with also acknowledging that just how loud it was last night anyway with, with 38,000 or whatever it was. There. Yeah, and it wasn't necessarily like, because I think it was su- such a mixed crowd with the different teams, obviously, but it was just like in between when the songs were on and things like that, the whole crowd singing and cheering and just, just having a good time. I was having a good time for most of it. Yeah, until and then, then you you had a bit of a tantrum in the bathroom, None of that and then happens. you came back and you you were feeling okay. You got it out of your system. Well, I can't just allow you. To I can't believe twice. I've been going for this team for so long, and they still do this to me. That was said. Yeah, but that was like a joke that we oh. put on the Instagram story. Like you know, I do ham this stuff up a bit, right? Like you, I don't know. I didn't see ever, any. Have you ever had an experience playing a character? In no, no, never. None? Nothing like that. No. Okay, maybe I'll give you some tips. Yeah, please help me out. <laughs> All right, thanks for coming on, mate. Thanks, bro. <laughs> And from the rudest Roosters fan I know to the nicest for the last interview of the week, Josh Brandon, welcome. G'day, how are you? Mate, uh, not as good as you, obviously. Uh, a fantastic win for your boys last night. We'll get into the game in a second. But first of all, you had quite the night afterwards. I certainly did, thanks to some of my friends who work for the club and the friendships I've made along the way. We were invited down to the sheds to share beers with the boys and talk to the coach and everyone, and uh, my dad was there, and it was just uh, couldn't couldn't beat that experience. It's been a whirlwind few weeks for you. Like you had the whole team at your house when they were in their training camp, and then that story that actually that story got out, and, and they did a big thing on it. So n- now it's now it's no longer my little story to tell people. Oh, I got a mate who sneaks all the Roosters players' names into into th- now everybody knows. Yeah, I've gone national. I guess yeah. it was in the Herald, and then they they talked about it on NRL three sixty. Somebody told me. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, but that is, that is awesome, mate. Um, so you are, of course, if people are unaware, if you're a new listener, Josh is a uh, film and TV producer slash writer slash director slash a million other things, but uh, has lived in Los Angeles for how many years now? 16. Yeah, so still loves his rugby league, still comes home regularly to watch his beloved Roosters, but of course, with the first ever game in America, you had to be here. Had to be here, no question. We, we built an entire trip around knowing they were coming, and I took some time off work, and, and everybody knew that I was kind of unavailable for a few days because I was at training and you know having social events with the team and really just getting to, to be an insider, which was incredible. Yeah, mate. I mean, I'm I'm stoked for you. I'm stoked that you had such a good week. And in terms of the the vibe itself, what have you made of it? Because what you you've been here. I think you got here the day after I did. So you were down there on Fremont Street on Thursday night. We saw all that stuff. Talked about it with some other guests. But what was your? I guess that would have been the first time since you got here that you would have been like, oh wow, there are there are a lot more rugby league fans here than I thought. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty impressed. I think as far as the NRL concerned, I don't think it could have gone any better. I mean, we'll see if anybody got up to any incidents last night. After the game, but at time of recording, it is eleven forty a.m. local time in Las Vegas. So, 
Uh, I haven't heard any atrocities yet. No, nope, haven't heard anything yet. So fingers crossed they were all well behaved then and I'm sure they had a good time last night but probably didn't do anything too scandalous. Yeah, no, I, I would hope not. Um, so in terms of the game itself, we'll start with, with Souths. I thought that Manly really took the game to them out wide. I thought that they were happy to throw the ball around a little bit and it certainly paid dividends. And I think that Souths should be con- extremely concerned once again with sort of this fragility that's become associated with them over the over the last so the back half of last year and now this week yeah look it's easy to say they were missing some players and they were I no mean, excuses 2024 yeah fair enough fair enough but i was just going to say when you're when you're starting a 28 year old debutant on care. the wing yeah no 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 it's true and that's the kind of depth you need to build if you don't have it um i think you're right i think they hung with them at the beginning i think there was some some individual displays of brilliance but you need the whole team to be cohesive i've got to tell you though as somebody who was mostly neutral in that game it was a great spectacle. I think it was everything the NRL could have hoped for. Yeah, I was surprised how willing Manly were to go wide so often because the whole chat before the game during the week was about the narrowness of the field. And yeah, and I think that was that was something that happened a lot in the second game. But yeah, in the first game, they threw it around like it was a regular field, like they had space to work with. And, and I think Brooks being on the left was very successful for Manly. They just looked relaxed out there. Yep, uh, South, uh, South being... Luke Brooks scoring against South never gets old. He dominated us for years at the Tigers, even when he wasn't playing well. And he's looks like he's just going to pick up where he left off at Manly. So that's great. But yeah, I, I think they looked really sharp. I think that as long as, and again, this is usually the caveat, but as long as Tom Zavojevic is there, I think this team is, is, is might be a little bit better than we thought. Yeah, I think so. I'm loath to admit that because I don't think much of Anthony Seabold as a coach. Mm. But they were looking very sharp and South's a little skittish. I thought Latrell was really good though. He was, but I guess what happens, it's so interesting because Luttrell can be rattled, but usually if he makes a mistake, he bounces back in a big way, and that's what he did after he threw the intercept. Yeah, throws the intercept, then scores a try, sets up another one. So I wasn't too concerned with him. I thought Damien Cook was really good. But yeah, the, just those issues on those edges, just still still so obvious to me, and I just don't know how you fix it. I, I understand that their first-choice centers coming back will probably help fix that, but you know, it, it was it, it's they're still these are still professional footy players. These are still elite athletes these are still guys that should be capable of defending a single bloody goal line set not just rolling over every single time they only got up there pretty much yeah look if if that had been my team i'd be a little concerned because even even with the players missing the whole idea is that you design a structure you design a system everybody should know it and can fit into it but i don't know maybe they just hadn't played enough together during training or during trials maybe again you're being so nice you're giving us so many outs but um i'm not going to be taking them this year i think that we i think me and people in general maybe held them to a we made a, too many excuses for them last year and I think this year they I don't care who gets hurt I don't care this, this team is full of world-class players there's so many good players on that team true and again they just look it just one thing goes wrong and it snowballs and I don't know why this keeps happening I, have, I don't know yeah and and it is a bit of a worry because you kind of get the impression that they're just running it back from last year mm. like oh okay we screwed up towards the end because of some internal problems but maybe those internal problems were related to attitude and not just who's on the coaching staff maybe mate i mean we, we have no way of knowing for sure but there has to be something to it like why is this team that was so dominant for so long suddenly just so eager to wilt the moment there's a skerrick of adversity in a game i just can't wrap my head around it no me either. Yeah, I think that I think that um, I think that um, like there's. I mean, I don't know what they're going to change, but I was thinking that you know, I I I'm not I'm not a superstitious man, but I'm a just, little. You're stitious. a little stitious. I am a little stitious. <laughs> I don't believe in jinxes or curses or any of that stuff, but it's undeniable at this point that 
when I grew a mustache, Souths were the best team in rugby league, and they have been close to the worst team in rugby league performance-wise since they grew the mustache. The mustache has a quite a high approval rate among my friends and family, and especially my wife, who does like it. But always, always important. That always, the wife well, likes I wouldn't. It. Uh, yeah, but you know, she'd like me just as much without it. So, wh- what do you think? Do I have to? Do I have to get rid of it to motivate the boys? If they find out about it, yes. Now, Latrell's seen your moustache and had a little play with it. <laughs> so I, I think you have to go directly to him and say, I think this is a jinx. I will shave it if, if you think that'll help. Okay. I think I might have to do it. might have to strongly consider it. Yep, I would. Uh, if, again, a little stitious. Yeah, just a little <laughs> bit. But yeah, mate, I, we got to do something. Something's got to change. This is just... I like how, though, you, you really believe partially that you can carry this entire team just on... on I mean, again, I, I'm not a jinx guy. I'm not a, a curse guy. But, like, I do also... But your upper lip may... Yeah, may I mean, no, I'm, we're obviously taking the piss a little bit here. But, like, <laughs> God, I'll, I'll try anything at this point. I'll, I'll, I'll try anything. I mean, I still claim about 10% of the credit for Corey Allen's origin career. So... Maybe I could claim 5% of South success if... if you know, and since you grew that moustache, he's suffered a season-ending injury too. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's, it's the wider Matt Bungard Rugby League universe that's suffering as a whole. Maybe the moustache is too powerful. Maybe it's got to go. That's a lot of power on one lip. Yeah, it really is. Uh, it's, a, it's a good thing I... Uh, it's a good thing it's a strong lip. I'm used to... <laughs> with all these tears, I've had to hold back watching South in the last... Look, they could come good in round season. two. You don't know. We Probably. don't know. Maybe their preparation was interrupted. There's just no way of knowing. Oh, I think you've good. got to give them a couple of rounds. They get to go up to Suncorp and play the Broncos. Fantastic. Oh, that's right. That'll go well. And then the Roosters are at, at uh, Allianz. Great. There awesome. is a world in which we're three and zero and you guys are zero and three. Yep. But it doesn't usually work out that way. No, I guess. But, you know, it, it seems like we're hurtling towards it. That's the spirit, Matt. God, I'm so... I don't say I'm negative because like, the week itself has been outstanding. Like every other aspect of the week, we've had a great time. Met's, met's met a lot of people that we, like, you know, tangentially, you know, in, in the rugby league sphere and, and outside of it. Just had a great week. Every night we've gone out, done fun things. Yesterday, the game was great. Going to the fights beforehand was great. Just South losing. But... um. Yeah, it's a long, long flight home if you lose. And I was thinking about that last night, and that's why I'm so grateful that we won, but also that we had the second game because there was no time to celebrate after the first. They had a TV schedule. Yeah, and the flip side of that is I couldn't really enjoy just watching Roosters Broncos as much as I would have liked to because you know, because I was still a bit annoyed at what I just watched. But Yeah, that makes total sense. What the hell are we doing? The, this is the, the risky run when it's a... Uh, it's a competition. Yep, Someone's got to win. That is how it works. Someone has to lose. Uh, the Roosters didn't lose, though. No, they didn't. And uh, the bookies had us losing, so that was nice. Yeah, and most of that. the expert, experts tipped Brisbane. So that was very exciting. And it's good to see the Roosters start strong for a change. That was a big thing they talked about in the preseason, that they just can't afford any of these slow starts anymore. Yep. A friend of the show, Reese said, oh, Bungard's had 43 guests on this week, and they all picked the Roosters. And I'm like, well... Maybe they so were. Maybe something. you guys have the experts. Yeah, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe you should just listen to them. How many people picked Manly? None. Oh, no, a few actually. Uh, off the top of my head, a, a two. I think two. Right. I think Roasty picked Manly. Neil might have. I can't remember. I'm not sure. Maybe Scotty did because he's a Manly fan. I don't know. I'm happy for Scott at least. But sure. Yeah. Anyway, back to your game. Um, really physical. Really good contest. I thought that the Roosters forward pack definitely stood up to Brisbane's. I agree, and gritty is the word that mm. I used to describe it. I think there was a, re- a reason that you saw so many forwards on the bench for, for the Roosters. They knew they were going to have to go through the middle and match it with Brisbane, and I think they really did. They really took it to them. And, and the, the glowing example of that for me 
was just seeing Sam Walker actually manage to tackle Payne Haas. There was something in him where he went, I've got to do this, I've got to do this, because he was running at him all night. And, you know, with a little help from his friends, he did bring him down. Yeah, absolutely. Um, who, who were the standouts for you? I thought Victor Radley was, he was out he was of his skin. Yeah. Tremendous game, in, particularly in defense, just the way he flattened opponents and he didn't do anything that could have got him in trouble. And then he was there backing up and scored the final try. I thought he had a terrific game. Tedesco was excellent. He was awesome. Kiri was great. I mean, it's hard to point to anyone who had a bad game, to be perfectly no. honest. Terrible Everybody again, did their job. Really good off the bench. Really good, yeah. And you can see why. I, I was heartbroken for Angus Crichton because I think he's such a good player that he got left out of the team. But clearly they just wanted the biggest guys they could. That's mm. why they had Nafua White as there as Bring well. Bring me the large Nafatu, lads. Yeah, exactly right. And of course, the only negative really is the Spencer Lenu incident. Yeah, I, I'm um, standing by to hear more about that. If it's true, he, he needs to learn that lesson. You can't do that. That's completely unacceptable. I'm hoping that it's a miscommunication, but I guess we'll see. And as, and obviously it's terrible, but as Gra- as Grayson and I touched on earlier, it, it is also just a damn shame that like we nearly we nearly got through the whole week without anything bad happening. Yep, we were so close. Yeah, there's no question. Um, uh, as I say, it's still an allegation, but Ezra seemed pretty pretty sure of it, and we'll we'll see. He's made an official complaint, and now we wait. But as I say, if if it turns out Spencer did say that, he needs to apologize. He needs to learn why you can't do that and why that's not acceptable at our club or any club. Yep, absolutely. Well said. Um. Brisbane, I just thought they were a little bit flat. I think they were just relying on, oh, throw the ball to Reese. he'll know what to do. Mm. I thought Reynolds had a pretty quiet game. Mm. His kicking game was a little bit off. Now, granted, they weren't allowed to have a captain's run on the stadium. No, the home team's got the captain's runs on the stadium. Right, so yeah. that probably played a part, and I guess that's the one home field advantage we got out of taking a game overseas. Yeah, But yeah, they, they looked a little bit as if they just thought, oh, if we just show up and play the way we usually do, then we'll be fine because we're really, really good. And perhaps they underestimated the Roosters. And they are really good. Like, no one's arguing that. I mean, oh, when they're on fire, they're on fire. It is only one game. We're trying not to overreact too much to this. Like, they stay, obviously, the, you know, one of South or Brisbane has to win next week. So, yep. the first is one of us to lose. So, that's very true. That is how it works. <laughs> In these, these two team games, one usually comes out on top. Slow down, Egghead. But, um, yeah, any, any, any particularly. Any moments in the game that really stood out for you that, that really sort of made you happy to be there as a Roosters fan? That, that um, there was a moment early on when Sam Walker kicked and it was taken by Reese Walsh and Victor Radley just timed his run so perfectly that within about half a second mm. of Reese Walsh catching the ball, Radley had him flattened on the ground and I thought that just sent such a great message to the whole team on this is how we're going to play boys we're going to be aggressive we're going to be up in their face we're going to do it correctly so I, I just thought that set the tone I think that was within the first few minutes yeah and he um, I mean uh, Joe Minor was great as well that was my, my one silver lining was that he won't be there next year <laughs> that's probably <laughs> true yes it's um yeah I thought I thought I thought the I thought that atmosphere the games the quality of games was a lot higher than i thought it was going to be i thought we had a very open and expansive first game and then as you said a very gritty and tough second game really contrasting styles but both i think high quality matches i think that you've got to be happy if you're the nrl and fox and i think they'd be thrilled and forty thousand. that was two different numbers one was 38 and a half one was 40 yeah i think it was clarified later because some people showed up for the second oh okay 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 who the f- who- <laughs> imagine coming all- I assume that's like locals who got free tickets or something right and they just swanned in because like, imagine coming halfway across the world do a double and, watch one and just be like nah not asked for that first game I suspect you're right I think it was locals and also the weather was shocking well that's the in. thing so people won't be able to tell um, 
watching the game because of course the game is inside a dome but they had this big the only that was actually probably the only other the only negative from a from a sort of event planning point of view for the whole week because they've nailed everything in my opinion the only downside and this is not their fault they had a big fan fest planned for outside the stadium for the three three and a half hours before the game and then the the wind was so bad that they had to can it and and if you i'm not exaggerating the wind has been awful yeah the hotels were actually shaking yeah, that's uh, how they, windy they, it was. One of the one of the uh, one of the hotels here has a roller coaster, and they closed the roller coaster because it was too windy. My hat blew off my head, Josh. I had to chase it down the street like a like mine a, too. Yeah, they said they said it's the strongest winds they've had in a hundred years. Really? Okay. In this, well, in this part of yeah, like I was getting weather warnings on my phone, so that's how windy it was. So it's a shame that that didn't get off the ground. But of course, once we got everyone inside the stadium, I just thought it was great. I just and thought, the Americans really know how to do their sport oh my God. day experience. I mean, we're we're catching up a little bit in some of the newer stadiums, mm. but everything from the interstitial music to just how loud everything was, the drum line at halftime, they turned on a show for us. Yeah, they really did. Um, and so I, I, I think it's definitely been a success. What do you think? I think it's been a huge success. I think you're really going to see in the next couple of years whether it, it can sustain it because most of the crowd was Australians and a lot of them may come next year if there are different teams, but then where do you go around year three or four? You've got to get a local audience. Yeah, for sure. The, the the again, the only the only way you don't is if it just becomes a pilgrimage thing, as I've said in a couple of shows this week. But um, I think it was good. There was enough stuff. Like there's there was the UFC on yesterday. I know that that, that fans couldn't go, but they had the, the combine thing that was on. Um, there's there's NASCAR on today. There's the Nadal Alcaraz tennis matches on today. We're That's right. The Netflix it. Open or whatever they're calling. Yeah, it. I was considering going, but it's just you know, I don't know. we'll just go to Fremont Street and play roulette instead. <laughs> That's the best place to do it, man. Fremont nice Street. Oh yeah, you've got to do the the spin, right? We did it. Oh, you did it. We do. We just discussed Manly, the team of the pod. You, you discussed that with me. I thought so. No, did I, don't I think, I, you think did. I mentioned it. Oh, I, I must remember with Grayson. Yeah, no, we did it on Friday night. Oh, okay. So Manly. All yeah. right, that's going to be weird. I don't like. Well, they 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 played great though. They did. I know, but there's there's so much to like and dislike about Manly at the same time. Correct. Like, interesting combination. And that is actually true because I really like I I really like DCE. I really like um I really like Ruben Gag. I still believe in Luke Brooks. Tommy's obviously on his day, just an unbelievable player. But then yeah, I like the, the players. It's the the coaches well, and the, the owners. But then the flip weird. side of that is the, the the ownership, the coach, the pride stuff. All that leaves a bad taste in your mouth. So it's, it, there's there's pros and cons, but I guess there's pros and cons with every team. Yeah. Oh, you know, I was going to say regarding the teams and and the experience, it was almost like a Key and Peel sketch giving those names to the American announcer because he hadn't learned how to pronounce the names and he did his best with some of them. But I thought at one point he'd been given a pronunciation guide until he got to Richie Kanar. Richie Kanar. okay, this is going to get interesting. And then he got to Hamoleolokowatu. I mean, it's just that's kind of just saying it slowly though. Yeah. That's not yeah. necessarily wrong. It's just <laughs> that's like true. Saying it really slowly. But it was kind of, it was almost a setup for him to get some of the easy names and then he must have been going down the sheet going, oh my God, how do I pronounce some of these names? So he saw Luke Luke Brooks and did a fist bump. Like, yes, Dan Dan Smith, BYU, BYU. <laughs> Luke Un- Brooks, Manly Sea Eagles. Yeah, an unbelievable skit. Um, but yeah, what what a fantastic week it's been um, from top to bottom. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it could have gone any better. Obviously, with, with you, it could have gone better. But generally, for the NRL, I don't think they could have asked for any more. I mean, yeah, you can't you can't hinge your enjoyment levels on a trip like this on whether your team wins or loses. Obviously, it's not. Nice you kind of can. Do. You can, but like you know, it'd be pretty miserable if if after everything I'd been through with the Roosters, if they were to have lost. Yeah, but you know, there's always next week, mate. Yeah, next week for you. I I I don't live in Australia. It was a big deal for me. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I am. I was. That's why. I I mean, I was. I was quietly rooting for the Roosters last night. I told you that. So 
Yeah. Mainly because I wanted you to be happy because you'd. You know, I do appreciate that. It's very kind of you. Yeah. Also, the Broncos fans getting a bit mouthy. Yeah, they getting are getting a bit a arrogant. Themselves. Getting a bit out of line. And uh, uh, back in your box. Well, I don't know if if um, Fletcher Baker actually said that the Roosters are a bully team, but it was a good way to fire up both bases. I think. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was a fiery game. It really was. Really enjoyed it. But um, yeah, I think uh, I think that's it. You got anything to promote before we get out of here? Yeah, go buy my book if you haven't already. Yeah, you should. Boldly Go. It's boldly great. Go with William Shatner, or rather, Boldly Go by William Shatner with me. Would you like me to buy it a second time? No, that's okay. I appreciate you buying it the first time. Okay, it's all right. Of course. Uh, all right. Um, before we get out of here, quick thank you to the people on our Patreon subscription service. If you'd like to support us, patreon.com forward slash rookies. You get access to our Discord server, a third show every single week. Merch discounts, entry into the Coltrane Cup, which even though we've had games, you can still, if you're a patron in the next few days and you join, you can still tip for round one. Just Have you announced your tip yet? No. Okay. It'll be next week. So um, it, you can, obviously you can't tip, <laughs> you can't tip Manly or the Roosters, but you can tip any of the games that haven't come yet. So thank you to Dave, Michael, 47 Texters, Murray, Stu, Adam Small, Ashley and Martin, Broncos legend, Adam Reynolds, Bruce the Pom, Butsy, Carlingford Line, Coltrane, Tipper, Chewbacca's Nuffalapagus, Dan Callanane, David, an anonymous backer, Ed Burton. Eloping in Vegas with Trollmit is the finest thing a person can do. In fact, future Clive Churchill medalist, Keon Kalamatangi, I was saying Boo Owens, Jason Joe, Joel Wrigley, John, Josh Brandon, Kicks House Out of the Comp, Lachlan Hancock, Luke Charles Smidmore, Mads, Taylor's version. Manly are no longer the team of the pod. They are, though. They are. Matthew Duggan, Matt, the Quokkas were asking for it, Bungard, Mr. Beefy, Morgan Watkins. My name is Nick Campton, and Rugby Union is my favorite type of rugby. My ding ding dong is hard, and I'm sad. Never trendy. Nick Codrick lives on my street. I'm subliminally coaching him to run it straight. Oh, what about that? Send him off. Send the dirty get off get him off the field that were diabolical Pasco Biden 2024 Formax 78 Reese Brown Roxanne Clark see you in Vegas Shunter sometimes even the great Rodrigo Eduardo forgets to change his name T2T give me the fucking ball the black vegetable Thor Tom Hardy was and Westlife podcast West Tigers are back baby thank you so much for your support to everyone in the lower tiers and to everyone who just listens thank you as well thank you very much yeah, you got a mention there I did yeah that's because I paid for that that's right that's how money it works. can be exchanged for goods and service. <laughs> Explain how. Yeah. Uh, All uh, right. We could be here for a lot longer if well, we, keep, we're not, if we, we go we down can't that just road. gratuitously yep. quote Simpsons quotes for now. We could, but we should probably stop recording first. I agree. Yeah. But in all seriousness, thank you to everyone who's listened this week. Uh, it's it's been a great trip. Hopefully, Campos here next year as well. But thank you to everyone who's come on the show, Josh included, for for doing a great job coming on, giving us great insight into their weeks here. Um, we, we tried our best to push the social stuff as well. I got a lot of good feedback on that. So, um, yeah, I think I think, I think, think from all points, apart from South's winning, I think it's been a pretty successful week for all involved. Here, here. All right. Say goodbye, Josh. Goodbye, Josh. And it's goodbye from me. Goodbye.